Wow. Okay. Um, definitely not what I was expecting tonight, but we take those. We take those. And the first thing I got to say is bang bong. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. On the heels of a 7-4 to four Calgary Flames win over the Dallas Stars in Texas. Day after American Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. Um, I see some turkeys in the chat. Spam those turkeys in the chat. All the Thanksgiving love for our friends south of the border. And shout out to Blake Coleman, Texas guy. Had all the players over to his house last night. His, as some people would call it, maybe a resort. That thing's freaking massive. It's got all the all the bells and whistles. Yeah, KQ. I see you in the I see you in the chat. Team bonding. Yeah, exactly what it was uh, over at the Coleman house. So shout out to him and maybe. Maybe that's just what the Flames needed was a little bit of home cooking Coleman dinner uh, on American Thanksgiving. But either way, like I mentioned off the top, not something I was expecting to see tonight from the Calgary Flames, but we're happy. I, I mean, I'm happy. I like I like coming on here on Game Over Calgary and talking about wins because, as you all know, I so often come here and talk about losses. So it's nice to have a bit of a change here Um and, you know, be able to come on here and talk about something a little bit more positive. Um, all right, before we get started, just a bit of housekeeping. You guys know the drill. Uh, this is Game Over Calgary. We're going to break things down here for you tonight on the heels of this win. Talk about the game. Talk about some things that are coming up for the Calgary Flames, including a pretty hefty, uh, you know, pretty pretty hefty in terms of uh, the talent that they're going to be facing uh, in, in, this, in the rest of this road trip here. Um, but as always, just make sure you save your questions for the end. I'll try to maybe since I'm, since I'm going solo tonight, maybe I'll pull some stuff out of here, uh, while we're, while we're going live, but for the most part, let's save your questions for the end for the press conference. And we will get to those all then. I see you daily Dallas hockey. Nice to see you. I saw you over on Twitter. Say you might stop by. I promise y'all I'm going to be nice. Um, but yeah, the bing bong thing was funny. Cause I think that after every, Dallas Stars goal, they do the bing bong thing. And I think that's freaking hilarious. That's a lot of fun. Uh, you guys know what you're doing down in Dallas. Okay, um, to the actual game. Let's break down the meat and potatoes. STPN in the chat. Where's the notebook? Notebook's right here, baby. Notebook is right here. We got it. Uh, it it's not uh, <laughs> It's not, not quite the same uh, solo notebook show. My notes actually go on my phone now. Um for those of you listening on playback, you're going to be really confused. But the one time when I did this solo, it was a uh, it was a bit of a struggle bus. And we had the notebook. I had notes written down. I was I was very passionate about the notes that I took. And we talked about uh, we talked about it on that solo game. I don't do these very often solo. Um, but tonight is one of those nights. It's just you and me. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. Grab a plate if you if you're in the if you're in the U.S. of leftover um, uh, of leftover Thanksgiving dinner. And, and let's talk about it. Okay. Leading into this game, a couple things particularly stood out to me. I like to I like to take notes, as, as I just mentioned. Some pre-game notes that I had before the puck even dropped in, um, uh, in Dallas tonight was the Flames' power play has sucked. It's been abysmal, to say the, the, to say the least. And 
Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit later because the Flames, uh, no power play goals again tonight. I think they had two power plays, if I'm not mistaken. I have to refer back to my note sheet here uh, when we get to that point. But yeah, uh, the Flames power play has struggled and Dallas's power play has been lights out. They've scored, I think, more power play goals in their last six games than the Flames have scored all year. And I believe the differential for the Flames coming into this hockey game was 8-4 to four. Uh, power play goals and power play goals or goals given up while on the power play. So that's not stellar, a four differential in terms of your power play and getting uh, and allowing shorthanded goals. So that was something I was looking out for um, coming into this one. And then another thing was just how good Jacob Markstrom has been. They touched about it on the broadcast. He's been one of the, uh, one of the focal points kind of, you know, um, Sorry, I just saw a name in the chat I did not expect to see. Hello, I know who <laughs> you know who you are. Um, uh, yeah, one of the focal points coming into this was uh, was Jacob Markstrom and just how good he's been, and especially in the month of November, keeping the Flames alive and well. And we're going to touch on it a little bit later in the show, but he's a big reason why the Flames are kind of clawing their way back in the standings it's this was a big statement win for the calgary flames depending on which side of it you want them to be on um but either way we'll, we'll break this whole thing down just a couple pre-game notes that i had coming into this thing because as i mentioned off the top this was not the kind of game that i was expecting from the calgary flames but i'm very pleasantly surprised a very good road game a very good road win as the old cliche goes in hockey but um yeah, the Dallas Stars coming into this game and coming into the season, at least for me, and I know a lot of other people as well, at least for me, have been one of the better teams in the NHL. Are a lot of people's, in, in, in a lot of people's cup predictions, like for me, I had uh, Carolina, which might be a huge whiff. Uh, I had Carolina-Dallas as a cup final this year. And you know what? We're still pretty early on. It's American Thanksgiving. I know that this is pretty much the litmus test for, for playoff teams and whatnot. But coming into this hockey game, did not expect the Dallas Stars to look the way they did. And specifically, Jake Ottinger, um, he, for lack of a better term, just did not look good at all. He kind of looked like shit tonight. A few goals that, and, and this is not a blanket statement for Jake Ottinger because I don't think he's a bad goalie whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it was it was one of those um, one of those games from him that he probably is going to want to look back on and be like, you know what, probably needed a few more saves, and you know uh, you can credit or you can you can you can point fingers at Dallas defensively in their own end breaking down their structure in the defensive zone and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I just think it was like the, the chances the flames had when they, when they did score tonight were good chances, genuinely pretty good chances. And that's something that we're not used to quite used to seeing. Um, but they do it against a good, a damn good team against a damn good goalie. And like I said, we take those. Okay. Let's break this thing down uh, from period to period. This is the Audi way. This is how we do it when we run solo on game over Calgary. Um, it wouldn't be a Calgary Flames game and you wouldn't feel that kind of desperation as a Calgary Flames fan or as someone who covers this team or someone who just regularly watches hockey. It, would, it, it wouldn't be a Flames game unless Jacob Markstrom um, let in the first sh shot of the game, which in fact he did tonight. It was, uh, it was the first shot of the game in general. The, the Flames hadn't even registered a shot yet. Um, 
And it was Wyatt Johnson, who, by the by the way, Stars fans who are in here, by the, I want to see more of them. Where's where's my pal, um, where's my pal Daily Dallas Hockey? Get more of your Dallas Stars fans in here because I want to uh, I want to break it down with y'all. This was uh, th- this is good. This is a good team, and, and I want to give you guys credit where credit's due because Wyatt Johnston, man, that kid is nasty. That kid is a lot of fun to watch. And Dallas, they just they 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 find these guys. Um, I don't want to say needle in a haystack kind of kind of players because I don't think Wyatt Johnson's one of those, but damn good hockey players who just come in and know how to play Dallas Stars hockey. And this kid is good. He's a lot of fun, uh, and he obviously gets on the board early. Really nice release, good shot. But first and foremost, just a horrible play defensively by uh, Nikita Zadorov at their offensive zone blue line, which leads to that two-on-one in which we see Jamie Ben carry the puck in with a really good pass right on the tape of Wyatt Johnston and you had to know um, that that one was going to go in so uh, lackluster start to say the least for Jacob Markstrom and that kind of set the table for me I'm like damn this is going to be one of them games that we see uh, where the Flames let up the first goal I was getting I was getting flashbacks of all those games last year there was a lot of games last year where Jacob Markstrom lets that first goal in and you kind of sit back in your seat and you go well, I guess it's going to be one of those games tonight because that's uh, that's just kind of how uh, is how the cookie crumbled last year for Jacob Markstrom, and uh, you know he proved us uh, he proved us wrong. He did maybe let a couple weak goals in tonight, but for the most part, was pretty sound. That's a Dallas team who can score goals, lots of shooting threats on that team, and I think he stood stood his own despite letting up uh, letting in four goals. Um, next goal we see is a Calgary Flames goal. I want to give the fourth line a bit of credit here for the Calgary Flames tonight. It's something that uh, maybe they haven't had stellar uh, fourth line usage. I don't know. I I tend to not want to put too much weight or give too much merit to how a fourth line performs because a fourth line, in my opinion, in my humblest of hockey fan and breaking down games as much as I have this year, last year, and the year before on this show – Fourth lines are not out there to, you know, it's, it's a bonus if your fourth line can provide pretty solid offense. If you can roll four lines and all four lines are able to produce, I think you're a pretty good hockey team. But for the most part, I think a pretty good fourth line is a line that can go out there, eat up minutes in the offensive zone, give the boys a breather on the bench, and then you roll back out your top six, you know, and you line match that way. But your fourth line, for me at least, a good fourth line, is one that can uh, keep the puck out of its own end, can battle against just about anybody and 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 you know maintain possession get pucks deep all the cliches in the world that you want to have um but we saw some production tonight aj greer a waiver claim of whom on twitter x whatever the hell it's called this week i was maybe a little bit critical of in that claim but he's proving me wrong he's proving a lot of people wrong he's productive and he's and he's useful on the fourth line he worked hard tonight that guy goes to the dirty areas fishes out pucks scores goals he does it all seemingly aj greer my sincerest apologies from audio on game over calgary um but either way uh it was a really good fourth line shift and it led to a goal from him he ties the game up and um that's kind of where things are there and then all of a sudden uh later on in the period we see yet another turnover uh this one coming from the captain michael backland an uncharacteristic turnover in the defensive zone at the d zone blue line uh, it leads to the Jason Robertson goal. And once again, I'm going to give credit where credit's due to uh, to Jason Robertson for, or, or the Dallas Stars in general, but Jason Robertson on that play, 
that turnover at the blue line. What a good keep, first and foremost. That was a lot of fun to watch. And then all of a sudden, we see this guy just with all the patience in the world. We know he can shoot, but I didn't know he could shoot from that angle. And he finds the tiniest of areas to uh, to sling the puck, and he finds the back of the net there just over Markstrom's kind of shoulder ear area um, from a really wide angle that, you know, not many people are going to even hit the net, let alone put that one in the back of the net. Nine times out of ten, that puck is probably going over the over the crossbar, rimmed around, and the Flames have a chance going the other way because you know they got they got a guy in stride, maybe. Um, but he finds his spot, he buries it, and I think the I think the biggest takeaway for me for the Calgary Flames in the first period uh, specifically was the turnovers. That was their kryptonite. Both of Dallas's goals came off of bad turnovers. The first one was a D zone kind of misread. Didn't didn't move his feet and then ends up turning the puck over by Nikita Zadorov, who looked checked out until the third period. That's a damn good third period, if, if you ask me, from Nikita Zadorov. I've been critical of this guy ever since he asked for a trade. But golly, has he looked good, uh, or did he look good in that third period? We'll get to that in a little bit here. Um, and then obviously that second goal, that Backlund one, very uncharacteristic of him. Um and obviously, the, the, the Dallas Stars capitalize on that one. So, you know what? You chalk that one up. Not the greatest of periods. You move on. Then we get to the second period. And this is where things start to look a little bit better for the Calgary Flames. And slightly less better for Dallas, but specifically Jake Ottinger. Because he, um, like I mentioned off the top, probably not the best game for him. I'm going to give as much credit where credit's due to the Dallas Stars. But I think if you asked, I don't know, I haven't watched any of the presser stuff yet. But if you asked Jake Ottinger about the performance tonight and how he played, probably not his best game. Maybe, maybe, let me take you back to a time, a much better time here in Calgary Flames land, a time where the Calgary Flames were fun to watch. They were in the playoffs. They are in the first round against the Dallas Stars. It's game seven. But before that, let's take you back to when some fans were in the corner putting a, a, a voodoo curse on Jake Ottinger. We saw threads on, on on Reddit. We saw people with signs putting satanic curses on Jake Ottinger and Rick Bonus and Dallas Stars hockey. And maybe those demons came back to bite him because he did not look like the beloved Jake Ottinger that, you know, most people have as as one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. Either way, this is when things start to look not so good. They look a little dicey for Dallas, but things start to turn a little, little bit more favorable for the most part for Calgary. And that's on a gorgeous breakout um, and puck movement in a three-on-two. Uh, and Sharon Govich scores. That's a, It makes it a 2-2 game. That three-on-two was one of the best three-on-twos I've seen the Flames since, like, the purple Gatorade line of Sean Monahan, Elias Lindholm, and Johnny Gaudreau. Those guys were... Those guys move the puck as a unit. You want to talk about guys moving the puck as a unit. Those guys knew where everybody on that line was going to be. They knew exactly how to get the puck to him. And that three-on-two uh, with Sharon Govich, Lindholm, and Mangiapani, I believe, was one of the most gorgeous three-on-twos I've seen the Calgary Flames uh, execute in quite some time. And, you know, they do a good job breaking out of their own end. They get across the blue line. That no-look backhand pass from Elias Lindholm. I'm getting flashbacks of it, and it's just putting this big smile on my face. Right onto the tape of Igor Sharangovich. Excuse me, and he finds the back of the net. 
makes it a 2-2 two to two hockey game. Let's fast forward to the next Dallas goal. Um, bad coverage and a collapse kind of in the neutral zone leads to the Wyatt Johnson second goal. Not much second goal for him, third goal for Dallas. It's a 3-2 game at this point. Then the Flames get into some penalty trouble. And this is exactly where I wanted to look back on the Dallas power play and and Calgary's special teams. Penalty kill, I don't really know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't think it's been great. I don't think it's been horrible. Kind of middle of the pack. That's Calgary Flames hockey. That's just how it is. Middle of the pack, baby. That's how we, uh, that's how we roll here in Calgary. But either way, it's Joe Pavelski who scores on the power play. And this is where you don't want to be if you're a Calgary Flame. 4-2 is the score at this point, but running into penalty trouble and allowing for Dallas to roll out that power play that's just been lethal this year, specifically in the last six or so games. Um, uh, sorry, there's top five. Uh, left-handed penman correcting me. The Flames are top five in penalty kill. That's that's damn good, and that just goes to show you how little I know and how other people should maybe be running this show. Either way, I digress. Back to that power play. The Dallas Stars, whose power play has been red hot. This is one of the things that um, I wanted to focus on coming into this game is watch how disciplined Calgary is because they don't want to have to be sending Dallas on the power play. They send Dallas on the power play. Pavelski scores. It's a 4-2 game at this point. I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit worried. Um, I'm watching the game, and I'm going, this is this is, you know, the ups and downs, the roller coasters, the, the 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 highs and lows, the ebbs and flows of Calgary Flames hockey. This was the epitome of that. This was the pinnacle of Calgary Flames hockey, and obviously it leads to a two goal deficit. But but the fourth line comes in clutch again. Adam Ruzicka, AJ Greer, Dylan Dubé, getting dues, getting getting credit where credit is due. Um, Ottinger probably wants that one back. It wasn't the best of shots. It was kind of just like a pretty nonchalant entry into the O-zone. Ruzicka has a little bit of space, finds a finds a shooting lane, takes a shot, and it's 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 a it should be a glove save. If you're Jake Ottinger, you for sure want the 4-3 goal back. That was one that I think probably 99 times out of 100 he makes that save. I don't know Late to the shot, didn't get a good read. I don't know. But either way, uh, the Flames score makes it a 4-3 game, and we're starting to get back on that upward trajectory, and then we'll get to the third period. But before we get to the third period, uh, I saw the admin in the chat, SDPN admin. I think I know who's behind the keyboard tonight. But either way, whoever they are tonight, I'll, re I'll maintain confidentiality for, for this, um, put a very good point in here. And let me scroll up and find it. It is, where the heck are you here? Have you liked the stream? I need you to like the stream right now. We're going to take a quick intermission, if you will. You're going to listen to me ramble a little bit about some housekeeping. You're going to click like if you're watching the stream live. Then you're going to hit subscribe because you love me. You love SDPN. Uh, and you're going to try to get us to 100,000 subscribers. 100,000 it's a lot of goddamn people, and you can make that happen. All you got to do is hit like, hit subscribe, share the stream. Let's get some more people in here as we uh, as we head into the next segment. We'll go hit the presser, and then we'll put a bow on game over Calgary. But before we do all that, let's uh, let's go ahead and have some uh, have some likes 
all that stuff. And um, yeah, Conrad, there we go. Uh, maybe Conrad, the one uh, figuring out who's behind the keyboard tonight at SDPN. Okay, one more thing. If you're watching on playback, you may have noticed that I'm wearing this really festive Deck the Halls with Steve Dangleberry's uh, ugly Christmas sweater. I don't know. My wife asked me, she's like, is that your ugly Christmas sweater? And I said, how can it be an ugly Christmas sweater when it has four of Steve's face on the front of the shirt? This is just simply a handsome Christmas sweater, if you ask me. Look at that. Four Steve Dangles on the same shirt? You're trying to tell me that's an ugly Christmas sweater? No, goddamn, that's a handsome Christmas sweater. Code Black Friday for 20% off at checkout at the SDPN shop. Head over there. Uh, the link is actually in the description of both the video if you're watching or if you're listening on playback. And if you're also watching, um, it is now in the chat as well. Thank you to our uh, lovely behind-the-scenes person tonight. Um, and I th- uh, yeah, Black Friday. Uh, you got to get in on the sales on the SDPN shop, www.sdpnshop.ca to get your handsome Christmas sweater. Deck the halls with Steve Dangleberries. Okay, third period. This was a goddamn incredible road third period for the Calgary Flames. This was a lot of fun to watch, first and foremost. Um, And, you know, if if you're a fan of goals... Then um, you might want to you you might want to go back and rewatch that third period because the Calgary Flames uh, made it a lot of fun. They they made it a lot of fun um, early on in that third period. Uh, we can call it Blake Friday. I see people going off in the chat. It's Blake Friday for Blake Coleman because Blake Coleman is the one who ties this game up at four early on. A pretty good shift by that line. Blake Coleman has been impressive, man. I don't know. I I feel like for me, Blake Coleman has been. Um, silently one of the better Flames throughout this season. He's just he, he's been consistent, hasn't been horrible, hasn't been like the best player on the team, but uh, like you could call him Mister Reliable. He knows where to be. He knows how to break out. I just think I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Blake Coleman this season. He's uh, he's he's been doing quite well. And you had to know, goddamn, he's back in that golly yeehaw state of his. Uh, he's, he's a Texas boy for those missing the reference and he scores and he makes it a four, four hockey game. Um, and that was just the beginning of the comeback for the Calgary flames, the Calgary flames coming back from, I think three deficits tonight. This would be the last time they did that because 29 seconds later, once again, the Elias Lindholm line, I don't think we've talked about them enough tonight because they were one of, if not the better lines on both teams in 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 tonight's contest it's uh <laughs> oh the code is blake friday golly okay maybe 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 i am uh, i'm just an idiot i i missed the whole blake friday probably because of jesse's name uh i'm getting roasted in the chat i should just stop looking at the chat because they're just roasting me code is blake friday on the sdpn merch don't use black friday um <laughs> because you won't save 20% on the SDPN shop. I am doing my best. I am maybe getting cut. PK will be on the next show. That is just factual. But either way, um, <laughs> back to the game. 29 seconds later, that Elias Lindholm line, who um, I believe led the Flames in expected goals percentage tonight, they were just on it. They were on it. They were in on everything. 
Uh, Andrew Mangiapane had a great game. Lindholm looked great. He scores to take the lead. Um, and in my notes, that's where I put that Jake Ottinger was maybe having a bit of a rough game. And things were starting to go a little bit sideways. Maybe it was a bit beyond that point as they finally... Um, the, the, the Flames finally get back into the lead here. But then, let's get to the next goal from the Flames where Markstrom makes a big save on the other end. And then a nasty sauce pass from Connor Zary directly onto the, t- uh, uh, the tape of Michael Backlund makes it a 6-4 hockey game. And then eventually, you, um, you'll see on the broadcast, the camera pans to uh, the captain, the Flames captain, the goal scorer of this sixth Calgary Flames goal, and you see him mouth, wow. Because wow is goddamn right on that Connor Zary pass. That was uh, a lot of fun to see that. And Connor Zary, I, he, I know he was banged up for a little bit. He sat out for a bit. Um, but he has not missed a beat. He's been one of the best Flames. And that Kadri, uh, Kadri, Zari, or I guess Zari was playing on Backlund's line. But before that, the Zari, Kadri, and Pospisil line, haven't missed a beat. Pospisil looked good tonight, too. Um, just all over it. Electric. Fast as hell. Uh, can shoot the puck. It's been a lot of fun to watch these young guys come in. And then, obviously, later on in the game here, uh, with the net empty, Nazem Kadri scores on an empty net to make it 7-4. The first time this year the Calgary Flames have won uh, by scoring seven goals. Also, it is the sixth, sixth, I can't speak. That's the, It's hard to say. Sixth straight Calgary Flames win in Dallas at, uh, what is it called? American Airlines Arena? Am I getting that right? I think it's called American Airlines. Sixth straight. Um, and yeah, the Calgary Flames, three come from behind win, or three come from behind lead changes in the win tonight, despite it being turnover central. Zadorov looking like he was checked out in the first period um, and taking some uh, penalties to put the, the Stars' power play to the test and, and, and get them going, which... You didn't inevitably want to do. But either way, all in all, I think a pretty gutsy road win. And that leads us to what's next for the Calgary Flames, man. That's the age-old question right now. What's next? Not just schedule-wise, but what is next? Because we love covering these wins. This team didn't, like, they don't look like, still don't look like a Stanley Cup contender. And they are just Finally, uh, I don't know. They like they they, they 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 win these games. They lose other games. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down, and then they end up in the middle. But I I'm truly not worried. But I'm I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see what the direction is going forward because we know damn well they're going to sell off on some UFAs. Uh, we'll touch quickly on something I wanted to bring up, and then we'll hit the presser. So if you want to get presser uh, questions in, just a quick side note: get some presser questions in right now. And Ian's saying. Uh, Flames look like they're finally getting their team chemistry lines finally starting to make sense. Yeah, they're able to roll out um, lines that 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 have a lot of chemistry. We saw it with uh, we saw it with the Pospisil Zari Kadri line. We see it tonight with Lindholm Mangiapane and uh, and Sharon Govich. They're starting to finally gel as units together. Uh, Backlund has looked good with Jonathan Huberto. Uh, I think Zari played on that line tonight as well. That could be a fun little line to uh, to inject. And the fourth line, they were active tonight. I don't. I mean, we've been hard on Dylan Dubé all year because he hasn't been fantastic. Um, but it's we're finally starting to see 
maybe the uh, the Huska hive come together and uh, and Ryan Huska is is finally getting you know what he wants out of this out of this group. Um, D has been good. Um, everything is just seemingly starting to click together right now, and we're seeing that. This is a good Dallas Stars team. This is a team that, you know, most most nights probably out muscle, out try everything. Um, and uh, you know, it's probably a different story, but this was a this was a good win. This was a gutsy win. We we as much as people want to see the we'll put it in air quotes, the quote unquote rebuild. First of all, that shit's not happening, man. I, I hate to tell it to you. A rebuild is not happening. A retool is much more likely. This team is too good to tank, but too bad to be good. Like, that that sounds idiotic. Like, I sound like a fucking moron saying that. Too good to stink, but too bad to be good. But they're starting to finally gel as units. So they're never going to rebuild. They're never going to be bad enough to be uh, a team that truly tanks and gets a, a top three pick. And, you know, maybe Macklin Celebrini is a Calgary Flame. Um, but if you retool, you sell your pending UFAs, you stay mostly competitive. We talked about it uh, on the last show that I was on with Brett from uh, from Flame for Thought. Um, you know, you can mostly sell, uh, forward-wise, you can mostly sell your pending UFAs and um, still stay still keep your mostly your top six intact your center depth is going to lack it's the blue line that's going to stink because you're probably selling Zadorov. you're probably selling tanev and then what jeremy poirier he's probably getting close to being ready uh Solovyov is probably ready um i saw somebody mention klapka i think he's the next one called up um truly i i just don't think the flames are, are destined to be as bad as people want them to be and get that get the pick that they want them to pick at I, I just don't think that that's going to be something that we see uh here in calgary so before we hit the presser reminder get the questions in i wanted to just look ahead because a lot of people uh the flames obviously lost uh the second game of this road trip so they're they're going on a what one two it's a one, two, three game road trip before they come home or no four game road trip. Sorry. Before they come home and face the golden Knights, the Kraken, they beat them in overtime. That's two points. They lose to the Preds uh, and then they beat Dallas. So in six games, they've got four of possible uh, or sorry, in three games, they have four of possible six points, which is a pretty damn good start uh, to this road trip. Dallas was going to be a test. They play Colorado tomorrow. It's the second half of a back-to-back Dan Vladar. We know is going to get the start. Markstrom started tonight. Um, but the Avs, I believe, also played tonight as well. So they're, it's going to be both teams playing the second half of a back-to-back. And then on Monday, they're going to play the Vegas Golden Knights in Monday. So that's three games in four nights. That's a tough little skid against three damn good teams, Dallas, Colorado, and Vegas. What's a successful road trip look like to you? The available amount of points is what? Two, four, six, eight, ten. No, wait, sorry, they're not in Vegas. They come back home. I'm I'm getting I'm getting confused. But either way, the stretch is against good teams. Say they if they win tomorrow night, that's six of a possible eight on the road. If they go to overtime tonight, that's five of a possible eight on the road. Do you consider that a success? I like I, I it, it's it's more so a, a, a satire question because I truly like don't see how you look at that as as a failure. Um, unless you're cheering for them to lose, which I know some people are. But either way, 
Um, it's a tough skid, but if they can pull something off here tomorrow night in Colorado and then back home against Vegas and then they play uh, the Canucks again at home, it's a skid of, of, of a lot of really good teams that they're going to have to face. They're going to play the Canucks, and after that, it's, it's Minnesota, Carolina, New Jersey, Colorado, Vegas. Like, there's really no easy and, – and they're going to have to be gutsy wins like this, folks. Like, they're going to have to pull gutsy wins out of here. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what happens here. Uh, like Ian mentioned before, I don't remember where that comment is, but like things are starting to gel. Things are starting to gel, and that's a good sign here for the Calgary Flames. Okay, hit the imaginary button. We're going to hit the press conference here now, so get your questions in, uh, and then we'll put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. A gutsy Calgary Flames 7-4 win over the Dallas Stars in Dallas on Black Friday. Um, let's scroll back through the chat here. Ba, 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 find some questions. Um, Audie, do you see a scenario where Flames management re-signs all the pending UFAs besides Zadorov? Um, I could see a situation where maybe that, like, I, I mean, do I, do I want them to do that? No. The answer to that is simply no. I, I think that, um, the, the, the Flames can put themselves in a pretty uncomfortable situation by re-signing guys into their late thirties for lots and lots of money. We're seeing that already. We know that Nazem Kadri is going to be here a while. He makes $7 million. Need I remind you, Jonathan Huberto hasn't looked like himself since he came to Calgary. He's going to be making $10.5 million for the duration of this contract in Calgary. We're going to be, uh, not we, the, the Flames are going to be stuck with a lot of uh, high-dollar, high-term contracts with players that are going to be uh, in the tail end of their 30s by the time that their contracts expire. I don't think they're going to. I think Craig Conroy, um, he mentioned that he, you know, if guys, if pending UFAs aren't going to re-sign here, then they just simply won't be here. Um, It's going to put the Flames in a good spot come trade deadline time. If they're middle of the pack, maybe they're, maybe they're middle of the pack. Maybe they're on the brink of a playoff spot. I don't know. But if if these guys aren't locked down by then, they're going to be in a pretty good position to restock the cupboards here with young players prospects draft picks uh because because teams are going to pay for rentals we we see it every year they pay for rentals if you can work out a deal where an extension is in place for said player when they get to said team you're probably going to get more assets for that as well it's it's it just doesn't make sense to me to um try to re-sign these guys when when you know you can just restock the cupboards i don't know I, and also i just don't think that it makes sense to have a roster full of guys into their mid to late 30s making as much money as these guys are going to make okay um let's see here Ba-ba-ba. press conference question from conrad walker deer scratch night barn burner said it's time to cut bait too. your thoughts i agree I agree with uh, with Boomer Pinder and Rhett there on uh, on their assessment of Walker Dewar. Um, I just don't think the coach sees much in Walker Dewar. Uh, I th- like I mentioned about Adam Klapka. I think he might be a guy that you see get called up here. R- Rory Karens has been really good too in AHL Calgary. Um, the fact of the matter is, if is if you're not going to play, there's guys knocking on the door that could take your spot. We saw it. Rosicka came in. Gets a point. Looks good tonight. Um, we probably won't see Dewar 
again. Like, I, I don't, or not again, but not uh, uh, tomorrow is what I'm trying to say. We're probably not going to see him tomorrow. Um, so long as Rosicka keeps playing, I, I think, and if, if the Rosicka experiment fails, then I think that, I think that they're going to probably bring someone else up from, from, from the Wranglers. I don't think that it's going to be Dewar. I, I don't know if the coach sees in Walker Dewar what, uh, what, what, what he wants to. And I just don't think that that's an experiment that's going to keep going. Um, another press conference question, since PK is doing some awesome, uh, some wrestling ring announce and what WWE superstar best resembles the current flames. I don't know because I don't follow the WWE. I know like the basic people, like, I don't know. I don't even know who's any good. I, I don't know anything about wrestling. I know Logan Paul is a wrestler now too, apparently. That's about it. I mean, I don't know. Rey Mysterio, that's that's one that's a wrestler, right? Is he any good? I don't I don't know. That's a tough question for me, seeing as I don't uh I don't follow wrestling. Um <laughs> let's see here. Uh let's see. What do you, or uh, sorry, left-handed penman, is Rhett one of the most miserable people alive? Rhett is not, I don't think Rhett's a miserable person. Rhett's a great dude. Um, I think Rhett is just speaking from frustrations, and Rhett loves the Flames, and he wants to see the Flames do well. But I don't think that Rhett is, uh, I don't think Rhett is miserable. I genuinely think Rhett is just a guy who's passionate about hockey. I mean, he played in the league. He's, 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 he's an alumni, man. He loves the game and he loves the flames. Uh, what do I think of Gilbert? Um, I don't know. I mean, third pairing guy probably won't be much more than a third pairing guy. I don't think he's like a detriment. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he kind of knows his role. Um, I like that, uh, I like that he plays a bit of a gritty game. I don't really have too many like ridiculous thoughts about Dennis Gilbert. Uh, line A, sorry. <laughs> I know that's a, that's a cop-out question. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I don't really have too many thoughts. And finally, uh, Ian says, put me in as your co-host and I'll just spend an hour roasting you in person. You wish you could be so lucky to be here on Game Over Calgary with me. You wish. You wish you're not my boss anymore. You can't tell me to be on this show. Okay, let's wrap it up. Let's put a bow on it. This has been Game Over Calgary. 7-4 Calgary Flames win over the Dallas Stars. Thank you guys very much for being a part of this. It's a lot of fun to come on here after Calgary Flames wins to talk with all you beautiful people about the Calgary Flames. Um, let's see how this goes. Let's see Let's see what happens here in these next couple games. This road trip's going to dictate a lot. That's. This is where I'm going to leave it at. This road trip might dictate... A lot here. The Flames are having a good month. They're climbing up in the standings. This was a gutsy win, a statement win, if you will. And um, let's kind of see how things keep going here for the Calgary Flames. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Audie James. Follow, uh, oh, it's right over here, at SDPN Sports. Uh, and before you leave, hit the like and subscribe. Like I mentioned, we're almost closing in on, on 100,000 subscribers here on SDPN. Uh, let's get there. 
Let's get there. And if you're listening on playback, please review us. Uh, leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this content. Uh, follow Game Over NHL. Follow SDPN. Lots of great shows on the network. Obviously, that Steve Dangle podcast. I don't know if you heard of that one. It's it's okay. Um, and Julian McKenzie and, uh, and Chris Johnson on the CJ Show are incredible as well. So much good content for you if you're a sports fan, a hockey fan. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. Uh, nailing the Apex. Noxie and Cax. So many good shows here on SDPN. Just be sure to uh, to tune into all of those and give them just as much love. Uh, thank you very much for watching. My name is Audie James. We will talk to you on the next Game Over Calgary. Uh, this has been a Calgary Flames 7-4 win over the Dallas Stars at uh, American Airlines Arena. I think I got that one right. Adios, friends. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Peace.